0: Welcome to Dig It. I am the speaker. I hope you're all having a beautiful morning. Uh, I'm here with my co-hosts, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey Digs. How are you, lovely ladies, doing this morning?
1: Doing good. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad, Cory.
2: I am doing spectacular
0: spectacular i have so much to include in this one we have a ton of stuff to go over guys we do have a st- ton of stuff to get over and we've had technical difficulties for like 40 minutes prior yeah, to recording we this so. <laughs> we did but we're rocking and rolling now but we're rocking it uh so we th- there's there's a lot to talk about um trump's uh temporary shuts uh shutdown of immigration uh hot mic moment with john roberts uh, this one I'm really interested in, which is the Harvard Law School hosting an anti homeschooling conference in June. Mm-hmm. Which I really want to hear a bit about. I want to talk just a little bit about the protests, and also YouTube CEO uh, Susan Wojcicki and Facebook censoring on a massive scale at the moment. Uh, the Dems holding up a uh, payment protection bill. Um, and what else we got here?
1: A couple more tidbits. You know, oil. Prices. Oh, what else we got? Oh. Russia. um, Russia. Russia. Yes, Russian collusion (laughs) has come back from the dead.
0: Same same thing. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and I have a few things to expand on on some of this stuff. One thing, though, before we start, I just want to, like, mention right out the gate is I'm seeing tweets going around about WikiLeaks doing a huge file dump. And I don't – I think – Some people who search WikiLeaks might not be aware, but their index file has always been available on their site. It's just not obvious to get to. So when you go in there, you see, you know, all the different sections of drops and you can go in and you can search those by keyword and so on and so forth. So their index file is just another way of searching their site. I went in and looked. They don't have new drops. Their last drop was in 2019. So all that is is a single index file that links to everything that's already been in there. It's not some huge new dump. So I just wanted to clarify that.
0: WikiLeaks without Julian Assange is not WikiLeaks. And I'll put no trust in them whatsoever at this point in time. But that's just me.
1: You can trust the stuff that, um, you know, that they have archived. But, yeah, like, right, right. Yeah,
0: so let's rock and roll. Um, Yeah, so let's, um, I'm just going to answer a couple of questions that came up. Uh, this one's from Mary. Uh, do you think it's possible that the, when the states open, they are hit by new co- uh, virus hotspots brought on by the deep state? They are so evil. Do you think that's possible?
1: possibility? Hmm. Definitely. I do. Uh, we talked about this um, and I voiced my concern about this in the last podcast, is that can't you see something like that happening where, say, you know, Trump reopens or, you know, each state reopens and there's another flare-up, whether it's a false flag or whether it's, you know, just incidental, um, but where he's blamed for it. I could totally see that kind of scenario, but I do know that they're going to be paying attention closely to what each state is doing. Um, and, you know, what what choice do we have? We really need to open up the economy again. I mean, we cannot, like, and you've heard this before, we, we cannot let the um The solution be worse than the problem, you know um, right, so- and
2: I concur, I absolutely agree, because prior to hopping on here, I was crunching numbers and doing a spreadsheet, which I'll eventually share if there's some other numbers I want to crunch with it, but let's just say, the democratic states are pretty heavy on this right now. <laughs> So there's no doubt in my mind, they'll go back in and they'll, you know, even if they don't have the cases, they're going to say, oh, we just got another hundred cases or we just, you know, like them announcing that they're going back into uh deceased cases and they're changing it to indicate as COVID. I mean, look at, look at New York numbers. They're through the frickin' roof right now. And so do I think that, that um, there's going to be, um Some game playing, yes, do I think it 's going to be because more people actually got the virus well it 's possible, but I think what we 're finding is I think hundreds of thousands of people have already had it and never tested for it because the symptoms were so mild um, yep. it 's just, it's just the people that you know are severely compromised that it is unfortunately impacting so so yeah, I think that 's Totally plausible.
0: Awesome. Good answers. And uh, I think this
2: one, deal with it quite well as that happens.
0: All uh, right. Uh, this one, this question's from Jeremy, um, talking about our last podcast. One one ten seconds, um, and you're talking about getting around to answering comments, and I've got this idea. Why don't you tell us or give us some tips on how uh, you dig, maybe send us from a community out digging? Um Corey, do you want to take that one? Because you've got everything for it.
2: Sure. So that's actually a good question because I have set up on my website at coreysdigs.com. If you go in there, there's a tab called four diggers. I have over 80 resources in there for digging. I also have the file drawer, which is tons of, uh, you know, declassified, unclassified documents from, oh my goodness, there's like, testimonies, transcripts, court docs, um, stuff from the CIA, FBI, all kinds of goodies in there. So in the four diggers page at the top, you'll also see a link to hunting the hunters. I did a two part series. One is on like inside the minds of the elite, um, as far as being able to observe and know what to look for as far as nests and webs and how to start looking into those. And then part two gets more specific, kind of like a step-by-step of digging into foundations. So I do have a lot of tips on that on my site. And I, and I do that because I think it's important for people to do their own fact-checking and have, you know, some solid resources um, to, to do their own research. So that is in there. I, I even did like a little video. I don't, I don't know that I did. I think it was more just kind of covering the resources and how some of the different tools work and how they're helpful because I have a lot of tools in there too. So that's on my YouTube.
1: There you
0: go. Easy done.
1: Yeah, and wow. the only thing I would add to that is, and Corey and I have both talked about this in the past, is it's all about the timeline. Um, If you can build a timeline for things, you can start to see the agenda playing out on that timeline. So that's important. And that's excellent point. Usually how, you know, um, if you're wanting to structure a dig is look at the timeline first and going back to the origin of things. Um, and then also the other point I wanted to make is, um, when you're looking at say studies, for example, I was just looking at this, uh, VA hospital study on hydroxychloroquine. You always want to look at who's funding those studies because then <laughs> you can start to see what the agenda is. Like if it's yeah. a Harvard funded, if it's a Harvard study, you know, you look at who's funding that. and. So
2: Absolutely. Forth. Absolutely. Right. Always follow the money. Of course.
0: Yep. Always follow the money. I would always follow Bill Gates. He's everywhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, all right, so let's roll into some of these protests that have been happening all around America. Um, people have had enough. We've had protests in California, New York, Virginia, Tennessee, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, and the, the list goes on. Now, yeah. People people feel different about this. Um, People are like, why aren't they staying at home? You've, you, you've got all these deaths, but you also got to remember all these deaths are extremely inflated, right? You, you've got, there's there, there've been lowering case of, cases of people dying from cancer, dying from heart disease, and, of course, there's an uprising of people dying from corona. So that kind of explains what's going on here. Um, uh, why are they protesting? Well, it's because their government, and their local governors have been putting in these authoritarian measures to keep them at home. It's 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 gone way too far now. Um, you even had De Blasio come out the other day with his snitch hotline, uh, which got lamb by, by bastard by the way, and actually got
3: yeah destroyed
0: with memes, <laughs> Nazi, Nazi <laughs> memes. It, it it just people people went at him, and they've actually suspended that hotline now.
2: Um, right, right. Nice. You know, nice. But it, I didn't realize that. That's awesome.
1: That
0: totally yeah, backfired. It totally backfired on him. Like the amount of Nazi memes and all that were going on there, it was just, it uh, obviously it was too much for him to handle. He didn't really think that through. Because like, like I said on a couple of podcasts ago, this is, this is like North Korean tactics. This is how North Korea used to control their population, right? Snitching on one another. Right. Um, uh, asking information about the neighbors and reporting that there, there's been some places that want to implement drones right to catch mm-hmm. people breaking these and it's just it's gone way too far. Uh, yeah. you, you can't go to a friend's house or and people are getting fined for it and it's even happening here in Australia. I mean there's a video that I posted earlier today uh, about a helicopter actually finding three kids on a roof. Right, they used a helicopter, they surrounded the buildings, they took them down, they find them, them a thousand bucks. This was on top of a building, mm. it's just it's getting absolutely crazy. And you can't blame these people for coming out because at the moment they're stopping them from making a living. And for the first couple of weeks, I think people were okay with it. Do you know what I mean? That's just, let's just try to slow down the curve here and whatever. But now you're at the point where people don't have money. That $1,200 ain't going to do nothing. Let's be real. Right? Right. It's not a lot of money.
1: They're ready to go back to work.
2: And And, and a lot of people haven't even gotten that money yet, including myself.
0: Right. I haven't gotten that money yet. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm still waiting for Trump to send me a check.
1: Uh, Don't hold your breath on that one.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I fight pretty hard for America. I deserve my check. And
2: then we got the, we got the hardcore censoring going on at the same
0: time. Yeah, YouTube. well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's for fa- the 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 Facebook lockdown protest. We we had we had a couple of questions about this uh, in in our podcast last week. That a, a few people were talking about the Epic Times documentary that uh, we recommended to you, which is an absolutely incredible documentary. But people were posting that on Facebook, and it was getting flagged straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, it was getting flagged. Some of it was getting banned. It was saying it was all disinformation. <laughs> um, and I, I know, right? It's absolutely a fantastic, fantastic documentary. So Facebook's been doing that, cracking down really hard on it. Um, and then we will roll into the YouTube censoring, Uh, which Susan Wysiecki went on CNN. Of course, she went on CNN. Mm. Um, And I'm going to roll that clip for you now. So let's listen to that.
3: Um, We've actually seen a 75% increase in the... um um, news coming from authoritative sources since the beginning of 2020. Um, so we've seen a, a lot of demand there. Um, but then we also what does ta- that
0: mean? That means an increase in, in video views for those.
3: Yeah, and so we talk about that as raising authoritative information. Um, but then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated. So people saying like, take vitamin C. Um, you know. Um, Take turmeric like those are all will cure you. Um, Those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, Anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And so remove is another really important part of our policy.
0: So you're not just putting the truth next to the lie. You're taking the lie down. That's a pretty aggressive approach.
3: Well, uh, I mean, we do, we do remove, um, you know, across, um, YouTube in non-pandemic times, um, information that is a violation of our policy. And we've had community guidelines since the very beginning of YouTube, and we've always, um, anything that is a violation of our policy, we do remove it. Um, and what was really unique about, um, about this was just how fast moving the COVID-19 Crisis was, and so we've had to make numerous policy changes all within a really short period of time to be able to make sure that we stayed abreast of the changes. So, um, for example, just recently there was um, a theory that um, 5G was causing coronavirus symptoms. Um, Now, no um, established health organization says that 5G is the source of the issue. Um, And so that um, quickly, we quickly deemed that a violation of our policies uh, with um, COVID-19, and remove that content.
0: So, yeah, there there you have it. Um, Susan Wojcicki saying that they've seen an uptake in authoritarian uh, news outlets. So, uh, uh, authoritative voices, uh, she she said. So, what that means, and, and they're saying, well, what she's kind of saying here is that there is a demand for it, obviously, that's why it's going up. There's not a demand for it. Let's get this straight. What they're doing is they're artificially inflating CNN, MSNBC, late-night talk shows, and all of those things that push their agenda. That's what they're doing. They're artificially inflating those numbers. Right. They're, they're, that, that's they're why pushing when you those to the Corona, top. Exactly. So when you type in Corona, you're going to get all the mainstream media outlets. Right. right. And at the same time, they're censoring and removing uh banning and demonetizing anything that is pushing in i'll use air quotes here uh false information well that goes against
1: what the world health organization states
0: 100 percent, (laughs) right
1: yeah i mean she literally comes out and says
2: that 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 they're gonna remove anything that goes against what the world health
0: organization it's insane even
1: though they've been caught lying and withholding information
0: Mm-hmm. They've, they've been consistently wrong so like if, if we mention corona in here which we have m- there, there might be a chance that you're going to have this little message that comes onto YouTube saying contact the World Health Organization for there's, there's probably a good chance of that um, it's, it's you know
2: anyone who's uh, paying so attention that's, that's new to this that's like just coming in to try and figure out truth it'd be real easy for them to start creating a list of deep states and who, who all is working together against humanity? It'd be real easy right now.
0: Yeah. Well, the World Health Organization, who is run by a Marxist, who most likely has a member of the CCP writing his tweets for him or his bloody messages that he's putting out every day for him. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not too much of a stretch. He's getting enough money from China. He probably does have a little patsy over there writing things for him to protect China. Right. Right. So just the fact that they're pushing these sort of things is just, just take, take note because that's, this is all just a scam to push their agenda.
1: Well, they're going to make it very easy for you to find their narrative and they're going to make it very difficult for you to find the truth. And it's just up to each and every one of us to do our homework and, you know, facts, you know, fact find and dig ourselves because they're going to make it more and more difficult to do that mm-hmm. agreed
0: Amen. yeah but like to say this is one thing i've got huge criticism of trump over he does a lot of things like all right i like him they'll probably get some messages in the comments there he goes again with the trump hate. i <laughs> <laughs> i've got
3: a couple
0: I've, I've got i've got a couple of these because i've questioned him on a few things um but the fact that he really has to start pushing an Internet Bill of Rights. I'm so over it, and he really needs to start focusing on that. I know he's got a hell of a lot of other things to focus on, but an Internet Bill of Rights is so important because this is just allowing these companies to continuously do these things. And And, you know, there's a huge debate saying that, you know, it's a platform or if it's an open forum. But these companies are getting money from the government.
1: Maria right. yeah. there is an antitrust probe currently underway for uh, you know amazon Microsoft Apple google um, alphabet so um, they are i think that 's where it starts, and that 's where we were kind of looking at uh, like the, the the beginning of this where they start to break up some of the monopolies that these um huge tech companies have over um censoring us. Um, so hopefully um we'll see how about some we stop
2: funding that. them. How about we stop funding them and we
1: stop giving them contracts. <laughs> yeah
0: I think that I th- agree with you on that.
1: And then we also have um you know this new owner of Twitter and s- some you know, speculation as to whether or not Jack Dorsey is going to remain the CEO, um, there may be some headway made there. Hopefully, um, we'll have to wait and see. You know? uh, and then we also know. have lawsuits, lawsuits like Devin Nunez and some others um, suing Twitter. And I right. think that's where you really hurt them is when you start hitting them in their pockets um, for the censorship.
0: Cool.
1: All right, I gotta roll into the hot mic moment.
0: Roll into it.
2: There's there's a few things I wanna go over and clear up and add to. So so John Roberts from Fox News walks into the room prior to the press conference. And quite honestly, when I saw this, my first gut said this is totally staged, they know the mic's on. <laughs> that was just my feeling. I could be wrong, but that's how it felt. So basically he walks in, he says, He's to to one of the guys there that was wearing a mask. I don't know that we ever really caught his name. Uh, he says, you can take off the mask. The base mortality rate is like 0.1 to 0.3. And the man with the mask says, is it really? That's reassuring. Everyone here has already been vaccinated anyway. Now, one thing I want to clear up about that is, because that went viral. I personally feel that he either was suggesting they've been vaccinated for you know for the flu the regular flu vaccine or that he was interchanging words and meant to say we've all been tested because they have to be tested before i believe it isn't it before every press conference they're like lined up to get their tests or something
1: i don't know if it's before every Um, press conference, but I know that they have done that regularly. So maybe there's, you know.
2: Yeah. So I don't think he was suggesting that there's already a vaccine out for this and they already have used it. Uh, If that was the case, believe me, these factories that Gates is funding right now would be in full steam ahead producing these. So so then Robert says, USC and LA County Public Health, they found that there were 7,000 cases in California. They really believe that anywhere from 221,000 to 442,000 people who were infected. And the man in the mask, <laughs> that's funny, says, really? And another man says, so that's 0.1 to 0.3. And then the guy in the mask says, so it's a hoax. And Robert says, no, nah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think it's a hoax. So, so then some people were bringing up some bills um, after they saw this, and this all came out, and they were bringing up Bill S-3505 and Bill H.R. 6299, which has to do with the rapid coverage for coronavirus vaccines. Um, because those were, I believe it was March 17th for the one of March 19th. But those are like dead in the water because those were essentially rolled into the CARES Act, which was signed into law on the 27th, which basically gave um, public health and social services emergency funding $27 billion. And that's, I'm not going to go into it because it'll take forever to read through, but that incorporates and encompasses the purchase of vaccines, therapeutics, diagnostics, necessary medical supplies, you know, on and on and on. So I wanted to clear that part up. Um, Also the, was it the same day of the hot mic? It was either the same day or the next day. The, article comes out about the DOJ clears U.S. drug companies to distribute hydroxychloroquine to coronavirus patients. And this is really interesting because we already know a while back that the FDA was putting a kind of like fast tracking this as an awful label to use. And Then, of course, we've got all the deep state shills coming in saying, we've got to do these clinical trials. We've got to do these studies because hydroxychloroquine is dangerous, and and we know where they're going because they want the vaccine. So then in comes the Justice Department, and I'm just going to read this portion here. So they penned a response uh, letter on Monday notifying one of the country's largest wholesale drug distribution companies, Amerisource Bergen, that antitrust hurdles have been removed as part of an expedited temporary review procedure. So the letter was dated April 20th, and it says that the drug corporation is now set to work with federal government agencies and healthcare providers to distribute hydroxychloroquine to patients with coronavirus symptoms. So it indicates that the drugs distribution is now being fast-tracked, and it allows Amerisource Bergen to act as the U.S. government's hydroxychloroquine distribution agents without legal concern over antitrust violations as they address the supply chain uh, shortages. And so, of course, they're spinning this because in 2017, they were sued for allegedly worsening the opioid drug crisis. Now, this place, they're huge. They're, they distribute um, 30% of U.S. prescriptions go through their warehouses, which is obviously why the government's, you know, selecting them to handle this supply chain right now. But essentially what this is is we already know we've got 29 million pills in the stockpile and that this is an ongoing battle between the therapeutics versus the vaccines. And I'm actually working on an article right now having to do with this. Um, and it was just like a big F you, (laughs) all of you running your little clinical trials out there that we are, you know, going full steam ahead. And yes, some of those, obviously the clinical trials will proceed, but we already know what they're attempting to do. And the fact that Bill Gates is funding some of those, we already know how this is going to be altered, which takes us to the VA study. And I know you wanted to cover that, Edge.
1: Yeah, before I do, I want to jump back real quick to this hot mic moment with John Roberts and the study that he uh, was referring to. Yes. Just give a little bit more details on it. you had gone over, um, in fact, the, the, the quote when you were reading the what they were saying uh, during that hot mic moment uh, did go over a lot of it. So this was a study that was conducted in Los Angeles County, and it was using about 900 people. And what they were testing for was antibodies to see who had already contracted coronavirus and developed immunities. And what they found was about 4.1% of the people that they tested um, had antibodies. And so what that translates to is between that number, which you had spoken of, 221,000 to 442,000 people in the LA County area. they're suggesting uh, have already contracted COVID. So Mm -hmm. this is in comparison to only about 8,000 cases that were reported uh, in LA County. So that means that if this study is correct, that the morbidity is much lower, and that the death rate would be between 0.1 percent and 0.2 percent, which they alluded to in that hot mic moment, which is much closer to the death rate of a regular flu. And uh, right. obviously, why they were insinuating, "Oh, it's a hoax." Well, no, it's not a hoax, but definitely, it appears if this study is correct um, that what we originally thought, as far as the death, t- you know, the death rate. Is significantly lower, um, so that's actually good news and um, much less alarming than they would like for us to believe. To believe yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going believe. back to to this VA study, which came out, I believe it was on Tuesday, and the media ran with it, and they're using it to tout this anti hydroxychloroquine. Uh, narrative, you know, and I I actually posted on Twitter um, this uh, this graphic of just the the, the four a.m. talking points of every single media outlet reporting the same thing uh, <laughs> from this VA um, study. Well, you have to look at the study, and there's a lot of flaws with this study, which they will admit in the study uh, if you look at it. Uh, first of all, it is funded by NIH um, University of Virginia. So, uh, NIH, um, to me, um, that's kind of questionable considering the fact that just, what, last week, uh, it was exposed that the NIH was partially funding Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, to the Uh tune of $3.7 million. So, um, NIH has um, some, some questions to answer, I would have to say. And um, possibly... How's does Fauci? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, as possibly do, they do with, you know, with having some sort of ulterior motive with this study. But the study that they did with the uh, VA um, hospital uh, on hydroxychloroquine, it was a retrospective study. Um, they polled mostly black men, um, and many of them were among the most sick people. It was not a random randomized test, um, and most of them also had comorbidities. So each of these factors play into and skew the study um, and tilt the numbers and the direction that they want the results to go. So you have to understand that and just know that this study is totally biased in that regard. And take it with a grain of salt. I mean, honestly, I really would not trust this study at all. Um, I think it's just really propaganda to try to uh, damage the reputation um, from all of the anecdotal evidence that we have of hydroxychloroquine being uh, really um, having great effects um, on coronavirus and possibly other things
0: absolutely no benefit apparently though Accompany- no benefit <laughs> that's, that's that was the highlighted me. word
1: <laughs> no benefit and you know death Death. They got to get that in there. More death. No benefit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm covering this little battle on a report I'm working on now. So I'm actually kind of enjoying writing this article because I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing some game playing going on here, as, as are a lot of people. I just have some interesting little tidbits to uh, add to it. So I'll have that out within the next week. Should I roll into the Harvard? Uh, Because this one, oh, my God, I was on fire while I was reading this. Yeah, pissed me off, too. Oh, So the Harvard Law School is hosting a homeschooling summit on problems, politics, and prospects for reform on June 18th and 19th, 2020. And this, of course, is private and by invitation only. And this just, oh my God, guys, this got me so heated, so heated, because you know I've covered stuff on homeschooling in the past, and I was warning people just, let me see, when did I write that? In uh, November last year, I did an article warning people to keep an eye on the homeschooling bills in their states, and I pointed out some examples, because they're trying to get cps involved among other things, and we 're seeing we 've been seeing a gradual increase in the number of people that are now homeschooling their children and Now, with this, think about it we have all these we have i think it 's like fifty million kids are out of school right now, and some schools have set it up online to where the you know the students are able to finish out school via online, and some parents are finishing it out through homeschooling, and um, gosh, I don't even know what, what, where that leaves some of the other students um, who maybe don't have either of those options, but at any rate, I think it's scaring the hell out of these people because people are realizing, hey, maybe we can do this. You know, Now that they're forced into it, maybe this isn't such a bad idea, especially since we're well aware of all the indoctrination that goes on in the schools. So this professor, James Dwyer, organized the conference. And he believes the reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood. And it's the state that is empowering parents to do anything with children. (laughs) mm. So there's numerous professors and lawmakers that are going to be attending this in an attempt to essentially stomp out parents' rights because they just don't feel like there's enough laws in place and they think that it's too, the system's just too weak and um, parents have too many rights in how they're going to homeschool and some states don't necessarily give, you know, the strict curriculum or it's it's different across the board. And I will bring up this too because I did check in a couple of states. Um, in some states with homeschooling, they still require you to mail in like immunization records. So some people are under the impression that if you pull your kids out, you're going to get away with that. You need to make sure you look through um, all the stipulations around homeschooling. And I understand we have the religious exemptions and medical exemptions in some states, but some have started to try to pull those away. So this, this whole thing, um, with homeschooling indoctrination vaccines it like
1: all ties together absolutely i mean how else are they going to raise the next generation of socialists and yeah, right? vaccinate all of us um, exactly. if they can't if they can't force the majority of the kids into the public school system so right. and I speculated this I, I this was a theory of mine um, as far as what will come from this whole thing um, experience and I thought, you know, it, it's quite possible that a lot of people are not going to be returning to uh, regular schooling and may start opting for homeschooling. So, I
2: agree. Well, let me read the description of this, and I have a couple quotes from this other professor who um, she's the one who really got under my skin. So the description is we will convene leaders in education and child welfare policy. Legislators and legislative staff, academics, and policy advocates to discuss child rights in connection with homeschooling in the United States. The focus will be on problems of educational deprivation and child maltreatment that too often occur under the guise of homeschooling in a legal environment of minimal or no oversight. Experts will lead conversations about the available empirical evidence the current, the current regulatory environment, pro- proposals for legal reform, and strategies for affecting such reform. Now, one of the speakers, Professor Elizabeth Bar- Bartholet of Harvard Law School, calls homeschooling dangerous. She says, I think it's always dangerous, oh, just get this, oh, I think it's always dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless and that it gives parents authoritarian control over their kids. Can you freaking believe this twisted, manipulative statement? So then there's this article that came out in Harvard Magazine that was just recently published called The Risks of Homeschooling. And it covers this woman's opinion in it. And there's this visual of children outside playing, and then there's a house. And there's a girl inside the house looking out the window, and they have like a jail cell window. This is what they do. So she says, so in this article, she says... um, It states that she recommends a presumptive ban on the practices of homeschooling. She argues that one benefit of sending children to school at age four or five is that teachers are mandated reporters required to alert authorities to evidence of child abuse or neglect. Teachers and other school personnel constitute the largest percentage of people who report to Child Protective Services. She explains... Whereas not one of the 50 states requires that homeschooling parents be checked for prior reports of child abuse. And then it goes on to say, surveys of homeschoolers show that a majority of such families, by some estimates up to 90%, are driven by conservative Christian beliefs and seek to remove their children from mainstream culture. Bartholet notes that Some of these parents are extreme religious ideologues who question science and promote female (laughs) subservience and white supremacy. Children should grow up exposed, right? Children should grow up exposed to democratic values, ideas about non-discrimination and tolerance of other people's viewpoints. And then she notes that European countries such as Germany Ban homeschooling entirely, and that countries such as France require home visits and annual
0: tests. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's follow the Germans,
2: oh, right? Because that worked out so well in the past. Mm. Oh my God! I was just—can you and see why I was so if, heated?
0: If, if you notice with that picture, though, there's like a Bible as one of the books. Uh huh. Um, and there is a book that says arithmetic, and they spelled it wrong. <laughs>
1: Did they?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I like yeah, saw they, the visual and skipped down and Yeah, they spelled it wrong. So oh, welcome wow. to Harvard, everybody. How's that?
2: Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I, wow. I mean, the whole sentence about, about dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless. So they're totally psychological manipulation tactic, twist here we insinuating that the parents are the powerful people making their children powerless, and then it's giving them this authoritarian control over kids when it's the complete freaking opposite.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and
2: then guess, the fact that we know what, what I goes I on with CPS...
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's really disturbing, man. You got anything out of Harvard at the moment. Was just stay away. Mm. Just,
2: so people really need to... You know, if, you're, if this is something you're considering with your children, uh, pay attention to the bills that are, you know, taking place in the works, in your state. Um, yeah. And if anyone can go to this event, it says that it's private by invite only, but if anyone out there listening goes, <laughs> please email me. <laughs> I would love to get some inside information on how this event goes.
0: Would love to try to snake into that thing,
2: right? Definitely. Aye, 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 aye. Oh. So where are we at with the uh,
1: with the Paycheck Protection Bill, Edge? Well, there was a hold up for a while. The Democrats were holding that up, and I saw some really good pro Trump ads. But just nailing Pelosi. Did you guys see that? The one where it was just juxtaposing uh, Pelosi taking a home video, uh, basically showing her her, you know, sub zero f- Free fridge full right. of chocolate ice cream while people were like saying they didn't know how they were going to be able to afford groceries. Going back and forth between those two, it was brilliantly done. The Senate did finally approve it. Uh, the bill is expected to be signed into law later this week. Uh, some details we already have on it. It's supposed to be about $310 billion in funding, and this money is supposed to go to mostly small businesses, small banks, and credit unions. And it's intended for these businesses. To, uh, there's only only businesses of 500 or fewer employees, and they will get these, these business loans, but they're essentially going to be turned into grants if these uh, small businesses follow certain guidelines, meaning like, the money has to only go for like payroll benefits, health care, retirement benefits, and things like that, and they have to keep the employees on the payroll for I think up to uh, at least eight weeks after they receive the loan. Then the loan it turns into an actual grant so um, this we should be looking out for by the end of this week you know by the time this podcast comes out, um, hopefully we will be signed and getting some much-needed financial assistance to these small businesses. Um, I don't know much at this point um, if anything else has been tucked in this bill that we're not going to be happy with, but you know how that goes.
2: Oh, I'm sure something will be in there. And let me just say, I did see the clips of um, Trump coming down on Harvard about the money, and I want to clarify that as well. So... I, I don't think Harvard should be getting a damn penny, and um, I've talked about this in the past uh, as far as him putting a, I, I, I want to say it's called an excise tax. He put, he put a tax on the some of the universities to get very large endowments, which they've never had to pay before, but then when this first, um, I believe it was in the first CARES Act that passed Uh, they set aside this money for higher education and yada, 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 and all this money was going to go back to these universities. And I'm like, well, look at that. They just got, they just got out of that. So what happened is everyone started, it started going viral. Everyone was pissed off because they're seeing all millions of dollars going to these universities when a bunch of small businesses were cut off from funding because it ran out. And so in the press conference the other day, Trump was coming down on Harvard saying, you know, I want it back. I want this money back. And if they don't give it back, then they're not going to get something else. And, and the reality is, though, it wasn't because some people think they actually applied for this and they got like a business loan from this. That actually was stuffed in there by the Dems. And it fell under the education section where they're supposed to be using that um, for losses they saw while everyone's out of school, as well as financial aid for the students. So now Harvard's coming back after that, and they're saying, look, we're going to apply 100% of this to the students. So it's this little kind of ongoing battle between Trump and some of these universities. And, and everyone should be pissed off because there's no reason they needed to get millions of dollars right now. I mean, come on.
1: Right. This is what we said when um, that first um, stimulus came out, and we were looking at all of the aid going to the universities. We were like, "Why?"
2: Right. <laughs> even- right. And that's what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. 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 Shocker that it was tucked in there by the Dems. Shocker. I know, <laughs> right. Right. And then we got
2: <laughs> uh Trump temporarily shutting off immigration.
0: Oh, they flipped it.
1: Oh, they did. (laughs) They are not pleased. (laughs) So Trump announced on Wednesday that he would sign an executive order prohibiting immigration, tweeting, I will be signing my executive order prohibiting immigration into our country today. In the meantime, even without this order, our southern border aided substantially by the 170 miles of new border wall and 27,000 Mexican soldiers is very tight, including for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. So, but he had mentioned this on Monday that he was going to be doing this um, and putting it in the context of the unemployment numbers. I mean, we have like 22 million people filing for unemployment currently. So we re- he, his first priority is obviously getting Americans back to work and that is, um, you know, definitely on his plate right now. It's a concern for him. So um, he has said that he's going to keep this in place for uh, it looks like about 60 days and reevaluate the unemployment and economic numbers and go from there, um, whether to extend it or lift it. Uh, but the Democrats, like you guys have mentioned, uh, are just fuming about this. Of course, they were pissed when he closed the uh, borders to travelers amidst the coronavirus pandemic in the early days. Yeah. So, of course, they're mad about this. But Pelosi, Schumer, de Blasio, they've all come out, and plus others, I'm sure, they're just all saying it's, oh, it's just a distraction.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, these people are too much. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yep. And then we got, and then we got the buying up millions and millions of barrels of oil too.
1: Yeah. So bad. news. Yeah. Bad news was the oil earlier this week. Good news is that uh, Trump used the opportunity to replenish our, um, our oil reserves at the lowest possible cost. And also, um, by Wednesday, U.S. stocks have started to rebound and oil prices are starting to stabilize. So it looks like, um, you know, it, that wasn't going to be or that it's not going to be like something that lasts forever. It's g- <laughs> We're going to see things kind of start stabilizing again. Uh, but that was at least there's a silver lining there that we were able to replenish, you know, our oil reserves at a really low price. So Right, right. Now, what's going on? I haven't had a chance because
2: I've been working on my article with Russia, Russia, Russia.
1: Right. So the timing on this has got to be put into question and put into context here. Uh, So the Senate Intel Committee, they released their report on Russian interference in the 2016 election uh, this Tuesday. And the report concluded that Russia did aim to help Trump in the 2016 election. And this report is in total opposition to say like the house permanent select committee, uh, their, their findings, which they, um, you know, that, that, that was led by Devin Nunez. Um, but so the media's run with this, this story this week and they're just rehashing Russia, 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 uh, because of this report just released today or this week. Um, But uh, they're also touting that it's, you know, a Republican led Senate Intel Committee report. Okay, so let's talk about this for just a second here. (laughs) Let's let's drill down for a second. So this Senate Intel Committee is chaired by Republican Richard Burr. And if you recognize that name, it's probably because he's currently under investigation for insider training and dumping stocks after he received a coronavirus briefing. So the timing on this um, this drop of this Senate Intel Committee report is highly questionable considering the hot seat that Burr has been in lately. And both Richard, I'm sorry, both Senator Burr, and Mark Warner they were uh, who Mark Warner's a Democrat from Virginia Virginia. Uh, they both wrote letters to a judge asking for leniency in a case involving one of their former staffers who leaked classified information to the pr- to the press related to this whole Russia collusion plot. and that staffer, Actually, received a two month prison sentence for leaking that classified information. Mm. So, you know, it, it, you have to understand that, you know, even if they say, oh, it's a Republican led Senate Intel Committee, well, um, not all Republicans are MAGA. And right. not, some of these guys are still deep state, some of these guys are actually involved in trying to bring down Trump. And uh, involved in leaking stuff to the press, trying to cover it up, and so on. so uh, the the timing on this report definitely needs to be put into question. Um, and also the validity of this report as well, considering um, the scandal kind of that's attached to it. so,
2: yeah, and then I think the last thing on our list that we wanted to talk about was this recent um, alleged hack that went viral having to do with the WHO and NIH, CDC, World Bank, the Wuhan virology lab. And I was looking at it going, I don't know, this looks like a list of internal emails. I don't get it. So I asked um, my cyber guy and he said, yeah, well, essentially there's scraping tools and you can, you can access. um, It's not like a, Deep hack. It's like using these scraping tools, and you can extract, you know, the internal, the list of the emails and whatnot. But then there's other people that are saying they were able to somehow access passwords through that. And I and I spoke with a couple other people, and they were kind of on the same page as far as that goes. But quite honestly. I just kind of dropped the ball on that because I've been busy working on my article. So I don't know what you guys have found out about that. And then I know there was also something with, um, Google images and eight and stuff going on as well.
1: Yeah. So a lot of stuff's dropped on the Chans and on eight um, lately and this, um, supposed hack of the who and of, um, you know, Gates and Abramovic and it just, you know, the, the, the mother load, you know, everybody's <laughs> drink, right. um, dropped on, on 8kun and the, and I think it was 4chan or 9chan, but anyways, and it also um, some Google search of uh, that produced like kitty pictures as well. So those mm. all kind of dropped this week. Um, and it's been it's about, suspect.
0: It's, it's suspect. Uh, It's suspect.
1: It Mm -hmm. looks like a setup. It looks like uh, another attempt to discredit those boards uh, because they really don't want people to have a place to gather and communicate and share information anonymously and, uh, you know, uh, totally uncensored. Um, Right. So, so they're trying to shut that down or discredit it in any way they can. And uh, it seems like that might be a motive. But, you know, that uh, stuff dropped on the board. I think it was like Tuesday night um, for that supposed hack. And really nothing was produced by, you know, Wednesday you know afternoon. Nothing really has come from those supposed hacks. Um, and, you know, I really didn't see anything explosive uh, from them. And one other thing that looked really that made it look totally fake was that passwords were like one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's suspicious. And so it just looks like, um, it, it's probably a honey pot. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put, much credence and it. well it's
2: kind of interesting too that the same at the same time then we have everyone tweeting out you know WikiLeaks is dumping all their files and no it's the file index it's always been on their site so it's files that have always been there you're just accessing it through the index it's a little different um so that's kind of interesting that that all sort of hit i believe within like 24 48 hours of each other right Right. Lots I of think, distractions and confusion going on.
1: And then I see, you know, I see it's, it's, uh, it's, got a cup, it's accomplishing a couple of things for them to do this. Number one, they can once again say, oh, you know, white nationalist hackers on, you know, the Chans and on 8-Cone are, you know, um, at it again. And, you know, they can call us neo-Nazis again. And that that accomplishes that goal of discrediting us. But then also, on the other hand, I saw... Um, articles out this week about Maria Abramovic, you know, playing the victim. Oh, I'm being attacked. Uh, You know, I just want to be left alone. Right. That that sort of thing. Trying to drum up sympathy because really they've gotten hammered. Gates and Abramovic and The Who have gotten hammered. I mean, people are really waking up to that agenda.
0: Still getting hammered.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a crazy, I want to see if I can find this, Yeah, crazy, um, kind of interesting, strange, odd tweet by Pope Francis today. He says, When we are in a state of sin, we are like human bats who can move about only at night. We find it easier to live in darkness because the light reveals to us what we do not want to see. But then our eyes grow accustomed to darkness and we no longer recognize the light. I mean, so many different
1: twisted ways to break that one down, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is bizarre. I can, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could spend hours trying to decode that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> like, oh, well,
1: boy. Well, what kind of hidden messages is he trying to send right there? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Human bats. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting.
2: There was another one, too, Um Hang on, because I want to know if you guys knew this. This was maybe, I'm sure this has been out for a long time, but it was new to me. Um, Robbie Starbuck tweeted this out, and uh, it was an NBC article. He says Weird fact Earth Day co founder Ira Einhorn murdered and composted his girlfriend in his closet. He jumped bail and escaped to Europe for 23 years until finally being extradited to the United States. He died in April 2020 while serving a life sentence. So this is like one of the co-founders of Earth Day.
1: Yeah, I've actually actually heard that. Um, I didn't know the update of him dying in prison just recently. But I did know that um, the, the founder of Earth Day had uh, murdered, what is it, his wife, you said? Girlfriend. 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 Right. I'd heard that before. And yeah, I never well, really closet, dug that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never heard that
0: me. before. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, a well, crazy world we live in.
1: It's so crazy. Mm.
2: So what are you working on right now, Edge? Are you working on any digs? No, nothing.
1: I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing.
2: All right. Well, I'm working on my whole vaccine battle report right now, and I'm going to try and keep this one short and concise with a little bit of a timeline thrown in there and um, just some things I really want to point out. So I will have that out within the next week. We ready to wrap, guys? I think so.
0: Let's do it.
1: Are we going to rap to some music here?
0: <laughs> oh, well, could you hear that? Sorry. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was wondering who that was coming from.
0: My bad. My bad.
1: Just a little little soundtrack to close us out. Here we go. My bad. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us here on Dig it. Please share this podcast. We are now on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and, of course, YouTube. We'll see you back next time. Right here on Diggit. Peace
0: out. Yeah, she got it. Boom.